Today we're talking about what you can and can't see on an x-ray when you have a running injury. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Every day I get calls from injured runners, whether their foot is aching when they run and they, they think they have a stress fracture or if they twisted an ankle on a trail, the number one question I get is, should I get an x-ray? Whether or not you need an x-ray depends upon several things. Granted, most of the time when you go to the doctor, if you have a foot and ankle injury, they'll, they'll do x-rays just to you know make sure that nothing is broken. But x-rays don't always tell the whole story. And there's also a wide misconception that if an x-ray doesn't show anything, then you need an MRI or an ultrasound to figure out what's going on with your foot. Frankly, there's just a lot of misunderstanding about x-rays and running injuries. So in this episode, we're going to talk about all of the myths about x-rays and running injuries. When you hear the term x-ray vision, what do you think about? You may recall some comic book character. You might picture Superman peering into Lois Lane, checking to see if she has any internal damage after she's been injured. X-ray vision is superhero stuff for sure, and many runners seem to hold medical x-rays to the same sort of superhero status. They think that x-rays can show everything, but that's not true. The first thing you have to understand is is what an x-ray image really is. X-ray images have been used for over 100 years, and the medical term for an x-ray is actually a radiograph, and I'm not going to bore you with all the physics of x-rays. All you really need to know is that when getting an x-ray, the burst of x-rays go through your foot and they hit an x-ray receiving plate to expose the film or the digitized receiving plate if they're computerized x-rays. When the x-rays pass through your foot, the calcium in the bones tends to absorb more of them than the soft tissue. And the x-rays are just moving faster through the soft tissue, and they don't get as absorbed by your foot as much when they go through soft tissue. So the result is that you get this black and white image that you see as an x-ray. And the bones look white, and the soft tissue, which is less dense, has some sort of uh, black or hazy gray appearance to it. So it's just a representation of your foot. It's not an actual picture. It's a representation based on the tissue's capacity to absorb energy. It's not like Superman peering into Lois Lane to see if she's injured and check her internal organs. So no, they're not a perfect picture. But still, x-rays are great at looking at the skeletal structure of your foot and ankle. And you can certainly get a lot of information about the bones and joints in your foot when you're looking at an x-ray. If the bone's broken and there's a fracture or a a break in the bone, well, that may show up on an x-ray. Sometimes this is easy to see. Like if you have a, a long straight bone like a metatarsal and it's broken in half and shifted out of alignment, well, it's obviously broken. These are the fractures that are easy to spot on an x-ray. If you read the x-ray report, you could find a variety of different medical terms that could represent a fracture. A, a step off is what doctors see when the edge of the bone is cracked and it looks like a little stair step on the side because it's slightly out of alignment. Angulation is what the radiologist calls a change in direction of the bone that otherwise should be straight. Displacement is the term doctors give to a gap in the bone between two broken pieces of bone. And linear radio opacity is just a term for a dark line representing a gap in the bone that should be white like the rest of the bone, and it's usually synonymous with a fracture. Double density is just the opposite. That's where the bone is broken and the two pieces of bone are overlapping, so it absorbs twice as much x-ray energy there, and then it appears to be bright white and twice as white as the surrounding bone. So all of these are relatively easy to find x-ray abnormalities that represent fractures, and if something is, is really wrong, these are easy to spot. Of course, the problem with runners is that they're trying to figure out what is wrong with your foot when you have this occasional aching pain and you're concerned you have a stress fracture, and that's just a much more subtle game. 
But understanding the myths and realities of x-rays can help any runner know which questions to ask your doctor when you're considering x-rays for your foot. So the first myth we're going to talk about is the idea that any runner with foot pain should get an x-ray. So if you've ever gone to the emergency room with foot and ankle pain, you may have had an experience that went something like this. You sign in at the front desk and then wait for hours. And then, you know, you sit there while somebody coughs next to you and somebody else sleeps in a chair on the other side of the waiting room. And after what seems like hours of waiting, a nurse will call your name, escort you through some double doors, and, and then start to ask you a bunch of questions. And after some more waiting, you're escorted to the radiology department where you get x-rays of your foot and ankle. You're taken back to your little sort of curtain-wrapped cubicle, and the nurse hangs the x-rays on an x-ray viewing box somewhere nearby, and you just wait again. And then finally, the doctor shows up. So the doctor looks at your x-rays and says, okay, tell me what happened. And she may even poke and prod around on your foot to see where it hurts, and then the doctor explains that nothing appears to be broken on the x-ray. In many cases, at that point, the doctor will just hand you a set of instructions on how to ice and protect the foot and let it calm down. And in that case, you've probably just been diagnosed with a sprain, even if the doctor didn't take the time to actually explain it to you completely. This scenario is so common that Canada actually did a big study which resulted in the guidelines doctors use, which are known as the Ottawa Ankle Rules. Now, the Canadian Health Service was spending tons of money on foot and ankle x-rays. And in simplest terms, the Ottawa Ankle Rules say that if you can walk more than four steps, and you don't have any pain when you press on the navicular bone, the fifth metatarsal bone, the end of the fibula, or the end of the tibia, there is a very low probability that you have a fracture in your foot or ankle that could show up on x-rays. Granted, these guidelines mainly cover ankle sprain patients, but the point is that most patients with foot pain that seek treatment don't need x-rays. My personal feeling is that no doctor should order x-rays unless she believes you have a fracture, a joint problem, or something that will actually show up on x-rays. Many doctors use x-rays as screening tools. They just want to quote unquote, make sure everything is okay. But x-rays can provide false negatives and false hopes. And that takes us to myth number two. Myth number two is that a stress fracture will show up on your x-ray. Now, early in the progression of a stress fracture, the x-ray will look totally normal. There's no crack, there's no visible break in the bone, nothing abnormal at all. The bones look totally normal. If all you have is a normal-looking x-ray to make the call, you may incorrectly think everything is okay. To make matters worse, you might even have a report from the radiologist that confuses things further. If the radiologist doesn't see anything on the x-ray, she may say no evidence of fracture, dislocation, or subluxation, which is doctor-speak for totally normal foot x-ray. So if your treating doctor doesn't really know the whole story about your pain, she may think you are a-okay, but... You could still have an early phase stress fracture. You could have a soft tissue tumor. You could have a nerve issue or some other inflammatory condition that doesn't show up on x-ray. Uh, but the main thing is that you could also have this stress fracture. You have to understand that initially a stress fracture in the foot, like a, in a metatarsal bone, is just inflammation. The bone is stressed. The bone's irritated. But it's not really broken in the truest sense. Now, if you keep running on it, the aching foot will eventually start to develop a crack in the cortex or the outer shell of the bone, but a visible crack in the metatarsal bone comes much, much later. The third myth is that an x-ray can prove you don't have a stress fracture. As just mentioned, stress fractures are invisible on x-ray in the early stages, so you cannot truly rely on x-rays as a way to get the all clear to go running. Of course, that's what runners want. They want to get an x-ray to find out for sure that there is no fracture. They want reassurance that they can run and not make it worse. 
But if you've just started having some aching pain in your foot and you're worrying about a stress fracture, an x-ray is just not going to do that for you. The only thing an x-ray can do in terms of ruling out a stress fracture is to confirm or rule out a stress fracture when you look at them over time when you get serial x-rays. And this is the standard approach with most doctor's offices. If you show up with some aching pain in your foot that sounds suspicious for a stress fracture, the doctor will take an initial x-ray. If the doctor really suspects that you have a stress fracture, even though the first x-ray looks normal, you may be told to decrease your activity, stop running, and then come back later for follow-up. Over time, as the stress fracture healing takes place, the bone will start to develop a thickening of the bone around the fracture site. Your body starts to lay down a bunch of collagen and calcium to reinforce and stabilize the fracture, forming this thing that we call a bone callus. And a bone callus is sort of the physiologic equivalent to spot welding. It looks sort of like um, a knot that you would find in a, in a tree branch. It's basically just extra material laid down uh, to strengthen the injured bone where the stress fracture has occurred. But that process takes time. So if you follow up with the doctor and repeat the x-rays at 6 weeks, 12 weeks, and 18 weeks, you will eventually see this lump in the metatarsal suggesting a repair process is going on, but only after you've given it time and failed to see the lump develop. Only if there has been absolutely no change in the bone at any of those following x-ray intervals, only then can you safely rule out a stress fracture. So it's really only the change seen in the bone on those subsequent x-rays that doctors will use as evidence and proof that you really did have a stress fracture when you first started having pain. That also partially explains why doctors will tell you to stop running, even if they took an x-ray and saw nothing. They may quietly suspect that you have a fracture that just hasn't started to show itself yet. The fourth myth is that you, you have to have x-rays every two to four weeks to assess the healing if somebody thinks you have a stress fracture. Uh, now, part of the reason doctors want to follow up with you is to make sure that you're healing and getting better. Another reason doctors want to follow up with you is to perform serial x-rays and see if there actually is a stress fracture. So, of course, the majority of their interest is in taking care of you, but it is also common for doctors to perform serial x-rays just to mitigate legal liability. It helps if they have proof that you had no stress fracture should something go wrong. But of course, if you think you have a stress fracture on your initial visit and nothing shows up on your x-rays, the doctor is almost certainly going to want to do x-rays every two to four weeks just to see whether or not you could be developing any of these later signs of a stress fracture. But again, this is really diagnostic. It's not a therapeutic thing. It's not really helping you in terms of treatment. It's certainly not helping you in terms of running. If the doctor is certain that you have a stress fracture, they will at some point want to repeat x-rays to see if you have any what we call radiographic signs of healing. And what we actually look for on the x-ray is little white lines crossing the fracture site. The doctors call these white lines trabeculation, and those little white lines signify ridges of calcium within the bone. They suggest that the bone is healing well and that it should be sufficiently stable. Most doctors would agree that trabeculation suggests the bone is stable enough to walk on it, but you will get a wide range of opinions about whether or not any x-ray sign at all will allow your doctor to conclude that it's safe to run. I mean, running just makes doctors nervous. The fifth myth is that an x-ray can tell you if the bone is healed enough to run. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. 
What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You know, I have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. The fifth myth is that an x-ray can tell you if the bone is healed enough to run. That's kind of what we were just talking about. But I myself would not tend to rely on an x-ray alone as sufficient evidence to let you run. I get calls all the time from patients that say, hey, I have a, um, I had an x-ray, I had a stress fracture, and I have this x-ray report, and it says this, so can I run? And there's no way I would ever rely on that. No matter what your x-ray looks like, if you still have pain when you walk or when I push on the metatarsal bone in a certain way, that's a really bad sign. However, if you have evidence of healing on the x-ray and you have no pain or tenderness when I manipulate the fracture site, then that's a really good sign. So although x-rays can be useful in helping your doctor determine where you are in the course of healing, your story, the pain that you have or lack thereof, and the findings of the clinical exam when the doctor pokes and prods on your foot are crucial to determining whether or not it is safe for you to go for a run. If you have lots of swelling or any bruising, this would signify an ongoing process of tissue damage and inflammation. And even if your x-ray looks pretty good, but you have bruising and swelling, it would be unlikely that I would suggest it'd be safe for you to go for a run. The other thing to consider is decreased bone density. If you've been on crutches or in a cast or in a fracture walking boot for an extended period of time, you can actually get bone loss and loss of the bone density. Most people think of this as osteoporosis, but the actual medical term for a mild decrease in bone density is actually osteopenia. Disuse osteopenia is what happens when you don't use an injured structure and the bones get weaker. This is exactly what happens when you use crutches and you've been in a cast. I once saw a patient and she had to spend 12 weeks in a fracture walking boot. As a result of all that time in the boot, she got disuse osteopenia. The bones were weaker. And the day she got out of her fracture walking boot, she went for a three-mile run. Her bones were so weak that she actually got a metatarsal fracture just from that one run. Now, a single x-ray by itself won't tell you exactly how much disuse osteopenia there is. In some cases, you can compare the x-rays to prior images and get an idea. More than anything else, the doctor has to factor in the amount of time and the type of treatment that might have caused the disuse osteopenia to develop. For that reason, a radiologist who just reads x-rays but never actually sees you will almost never know the whole story. And that is the reason that your x-ray report is not nearly as useful as the images themselves. Now, in some cases, you actually don't really need x-rays at all before you start running. 
I had one patient, for example, who is an elite triathlete. She broke both of her heel bones. And the heel bone, fortunately, heals very quickly. Now, she frankly, she just wasn't interested in having any unnecessary radiation. She didn't really want x-rays. I was fairly confident, based on her clinical exam after her period of healing, that she was, in fact, completely healed. She had no pain or tenderness, and I felt like it was safe to let her run, even without getting follow-up x-rays to sort of prove that she had healed when we looked for any kind of radiographic signs of healing. So in some cases, x-rays can help your doctor decide when you can run, and in some cases, they aren't really necessary at all. It just depends on your particular injury and your doctor's approach. Now, the sixth myth is that you only need x-rays of the painful foot. Well, generally speaking, that's true. You only need x-rays of one foot, the one that hurts, but there are exceptions. For example, if you stepped in a hole when you were running or your foot slipped off a route when you were running on a trail, you could have a relatively rare injury called a Lisfranc fracture. I'm not going to torture you with all the details, but these are fractures in the midfoot that are often missed in emergency rooms and doctor's offices. In fact, I often lecture to physicians at medical conferences specifically to teach them how to not miss these types of fractures. One of the findings on x-rays that suggests a Lisfranc fracture is a very small change in the amount of space between your first and second metatarsal bones. Now, this can be very subtle, and it's it's pretty difficult to see, honestly. However, if your doctor takes x-rays of both feet and compares one foot versus the other, the difference can become more apparent. And in some cases, having x-rays of both feet can be extremely helpful to your doctor. Now, the seventh myth is that your doctor needs x-rays to assess your foot type and biomechanics when you're injured. Now, x-rays show the structure of your feet, at least the structure of the bones in your feet when you're sitting still on an x-ray plate. Biomechanics refer to movement of biological systems. X-rays don't really show you much about your actual biomechanics or the way you move. They just point out the structure of the joints and the bones in this static position. The truth is, is that just about any podiatrist can look at your feet and predict most of what would be found on x-rays based on your foot type. There are many outward signs of the inner structure of your feet. If the doctor is really concerned about your running biomechanics, it's it's much more important to watch you walk and to watch you run than it is to look at an x-ray. X-rays are needed to look for specific abnormalities. They're not really useful in assessing your biomechanics. The next myth is that x-rays are harmless. So I'll keep this short. That is just totally not true. However, in terms of comparing different types of x-ray imaging for different body parts, it is true that foot x-rays deliver extremely small doses of radiation, especially when compared to chest x-rays or an abdominal CT scan, but it's still radiation. The most extreme risk with radiation occurs to a developing fetus when a pregnant woman has an x-ray exam. Right when I was actually writing this section, I actually got a call from a patient who had had an injury and and was pregnant. And I just said, for me personally, I don't think it's a good idea to x-ray people that are pregnant. It's widely accepted that x-ray exposure to a developing fetus can cause a whole host of disorders, including mental retardation, growth retardation, and leukemia. The risk to an adult is way lower, but there is still risk. Radiation exposure and risk is additive. The more radiation you have, the higher the chances you will get cancer later in life. Although you can find many articles talking about quote-unquote safe levels of radiation in medical imaging, there is no scientific evidence that any exposure of radiation is completely safe. To the contrary, there's a great deal of evidence that any level of extra exposure can increase your risk of cancer. 
But just to be clear, again, the types of x-rays for your foot, when you think if you have a stress fracture, they're some of the safest and lowest levels of x-ray exposure. So if you need an x-ray because your doctor decided you really should have an x-ray because he's concerned that you have a stress fracture, don't let the concern for radiation risk outweigh the benefit. Myth number nine is that x-rays are expensive. Interestingly to me, runners often seem hesitant about x-rays just because they worry that medical imaging is going to be expensive. And while most things in medicine seem to be outlandishly expensive, x-rays are one procedure where you may actually get a break. X-rays can be one of the least expensive medical procedures on the planet. In fact, here in San Francisco, when I send injured runners to an outpatient imaging facility, they can get an X-ray of the foot for about $20. So even if I order three different views of the foot, the total cost is only like $50 or $60 if they pay cash. So X-rays are super cheap. Having said that, you have to realize that X-ray studies can vary widely in cost depending upon where you get them. So buyer beware. We found a website that actually posts the average x-ray costs around the country and in individual cities. And, and what it said was that in San Francisco, the range could be anywhere from $60 to $1,950. So then the question is, how do you, how do you get the, the low-cost x-rays? Well, getting the lowest rate is simple. Go to the lowest-cost place and ask for a cash discount. The most expensive place is always going to be the hospital. The hospital is an extremely expensive place to do business. So in the Bay Area, the the only place that you're ever going to get charged something close to $2,000 for x-rays of your foot, it takes about three minutes, is going to be a hospital. Many doctor's offices often charge a few hundred dollars for x-rays. Now, the confusing thing to patient is that they they want to know up front, well, how much is it going to cost? So if you call me and you say, how much is a visit? I can tell you exactly. I don't take insurance, but I can tell you exactly what the cost is going to be. Now, if you call and try to get a cost estimate from a doctor's office, you may get the runaround. Don't be surprised if the person answering the phone at the doctor's office refuses to tell you the cost of a foot x-rays. The reason for this is that many doctors sign insurance contracts that specifically prohibit doctors from disclosing contracted rates to patients. And I know that this sounds like conspiracy theory crazy talk, but it's totally true. And But that's a tangent for another episode. The lowest rates are usually found away from the doctors in hospitals. Outpatient imaging facilities are all over the place. All you do is you go to the imaging center, get your x-rays, and you go home with the x-rays images on a disc or on film. Imaging centers run like efficient businesses, not like cash-eating monster hospitals, and they pass the savings on to you. So if you tell them you're paying cash, you can often get a discount. That's how many of my own patients wind up with $20 x-rays. So do your homework and don't pay $2,000 or anything close to it for x-rays. Myth number 11 is you have to see a doctor before you can get an x-ray. An x-ray is a medical procedure and you have to have an order from a doctor to get one. In places like Mexico or Thailand, you may be able to walk into an imaging facility and leave with an x-ray, but not in the United States. X-rays require a doctor's order, but that doesn't mean that you have to hawk your Garmin to afford an x-ray. Even if you don't have insurance, there are options. For example, if you go to a doctor's office, the doctor has to pay rent and has to pay all the staff. Now, if I were to see you at home during a house call, that's still relatively expensive because I have to drive to your house. However, if we do a phone consultation or if I see you remotely through a web visit, then it costs a whole lot less. If an x-ray is appropriate, then the order can just be faxed to the imaging center and then you can get your x-rays. So although, yes, Technically, you do need a doctor's order for an x-ray. You can get an x-ray order set up through a remote consultation or a telemedicine visit with any doctor that could cost a whole lot less than a house call or an in-office doctor's visit. 
Now, myth number 10 is that my doctor saw the actual images and read the x-rays herself. And did you know that your doctor may have never even seen your imaging study, never even looked at the images? There's actually a really interesting article entitled, Is a Doctor Reading Your X-rays? Maybe not. In that article, Dr. Moore, who was the former president of the American College of Radiology, states, most people assume that images are going to be read in the hospital, but that is often not the case, and there is no way for the patients to know if someone putting his name on the report has actually read it. In this article, they talk a lot about telemedicine and how somebody goes into the hospital and they get an MRI or CT scan and they think the doctor looked at it when the doctor didn't look at it at all and actually it was farmed out to some radiologist who's at home in Hong Kong or India. And the doctor then is just looking at a report. Now, believe it or not, many doctors who order x-rays never actually even see the x-rays. Instead, they simply read a report about your x-rays from another doctor called a radiologist. Radiologists are specialized doctors who are experts in medical imaging. They sit in the radiology reading room and they read films all day. After the radiologist looks at the x-ray, then he sends a report called a radiology report to the ordering physician. One interesting thing about radiology reports is that they never list a diagnosis. They never say, Sally has a stress fracture. So why is that? Well, the radiologist didn't even see Sally. The radiologist just saw the x-ray. The radiologist doesn't know the whole story. He's just looking for abnormalities on the images. So the radiologist will discuss what they see, bone alignment, joint spaces, anything worth mentioning. Of course, if the radiologist sees a fracture, he will say something like linear radiolucency at the distal shaft of the second metatarsal is suggestive of a fracture. At the end of the report, the clinician will say impression cannot rule out fracture of the second metatarsal, clinical correlation suggested. Because the radiology reports can be so non-committal, the treating doctor may be underwhelmed by the report when in fact she should be really worried. In my opinion, it is always best if the treating doctor, the one who knows your whole story, the one who actually looked at you and talked to you, it's better if that doctor actually looks at the x-rays. I always look at the images myself. Even if a patient gets an x-ray or an MRI in Thailand, I have them send the image files directly to me electronically so I can load them in a viewing program, take a look, and try to determine for myself whether or not there's anything that's significant. I even do this with patients who schedule remote consultations overseas. If they say they have a report I won't even schedule their consultation until they get the actual images. Now, after we look at your images and your actual x-ray or your actual MRI or all that, we can use the radiologist report as a sort of you know, expert second opinion, but I wouldn't want to rely solely on the interpretation of one doctor sitting in a dark room when they don't have the whole story and they never even talk to you. You have to remember that when you hire a doctor, you are paying for expert care. After all, you hired an expert. You have a right to expect expert care. You have a right to expect the full attention and medical decision making of that expert. You deserve to have the opinion of the doctor when he reads the x-rays himself. Ask the doctor point blank, did you look at my x-rays? Or better yet, you could ask, doctor, can you show me the x-rays just to help me understand what's happening here? The key takeaways here are that x-rays can be helpful to identify fractures and significant abnormalities when you have a severe running injury, but no x-ray alone can tell you the whole story. X-ray images can be helpful for you to track your progress if you have a stress fracture, but they're not always necessary. And if you really understand the whole process of getting x-rays, you can make sure that you look at the x-rays yourself 
with your doctor to get all the expertise and input that you need to make sure that you have the whole story and that you're going to get better and back to running. You have to remember that as a runner, your goal is to get back to running as quickly as possible. The default diagnosis of a stress fracture can leave you limping around in a fracture walking boot for weeks. During that period, your hard-earned fitness could just dwindle away. Don't just accept the possibility of a stress fracture unless your doctor can really explain to you why she believes that you have one. You have to serve as your own advocate to make sure that you're getting the most complete advice that is really the most pertinent to you as a runner. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.